What is happening, everybody? Happy Tuesday after what was a pretty nail-biting game, to say the least. We know there was some must-wins, some game of the weeks, some overhyped games, which, uh, of course, includes mine. And just a game that – there was two that came down to Monday night. We know every episode recently has led with the quest for 13, which was Austin. We talked about in the other podcast how – the only way we could see Austin's team losing, at least I did, was had Michael Pittman had a bad game, the Bills' defense really stepped up, held Jonathan Taylor to like maybe a touchdown, or they really shut him down as they were one of the best run defenses in football. And Taylor just, you know, destroyed him, absolutely destroyed him. I did not see that coming. Pittman didn't have a great game. So that that was a big difference right there. But, man, as we talked about, the way Dino could win, and then for Dino to win on such a close game. Dino and Austin were both here last – I mean, we were almost ready to do the podcast live with them here. Not live. I couldn't do it live, but with Austin and Dino here. Uh, it would have been tough because then we're talking and over doing the podcast, talking about the game while it's going on. That would have been weird. But, yeah, it was it was pretty intense, the fact that they were both here and that we – you know, the, the back and forth – Every time you're, we're looking for 45 to see if White's going to make a play, uh, he, he would make it. He would make the tackle, you know, and then uh, there was a couple interceptions. There was what Austin needed was a defensive touchdown, which would have probably really sealed the deal unless it was White. I, if Starting the game, how close it was, I was thinking, you know what, if you tell me you get White or the field, I'm taking the field. I'm going to say everyone else that Austin had could make a play. White did have a pass deflection. You know, he did go out there and have a pretty solid game, 13 points. The Bucks had 26, so not enough. And as we break down White's performance, he had eight tackles, right? That's the lowest he's had in over a month. No sacks. He didn't have any. He's only had two last week. But this was probably one of his worst games since week five, uh, six. He did what he needed to do in the end, 13 points. That's all he – I mean, he could have did it with 11 right, or 12. But a two-point win over Austin, we'll see if anything happens, right? The, we've talked about it. I kept jokingly telling them, I hope it ends in a tie, you know, because he could still go, hey, he could still be at the end 12-1-1. One, and one. We'll still see if he gets past Eric the last game of the season. But 12-1-1, one, and one, he still could have tied the, the best, you know, 12-1 and one record that we had in previous year. Uh, but, yeah, he falls to 9-2. and two. It was exciting watching it here. Um, it was exciting with them going back and forth. And, uh, yeah, it's always good when you have such a big game between friends and so much is on the line because Dino knew this was a big one. Remember, I we were I was actually discussing it with him. He doesn't – he was saying, I don't have to beat Matt the last game to make the playoffs. Now, it all depends on his next two games, right? Let's say he goes 2-1 and one down the stretch. He's going to get nine wins. If he gets nine, possibly even eight wins – but with the fact that Elijah and Christian and Nick all won games, now there's multiple teams with seven wins. I think Christian has six. Matt has, uh, I want to say, does Matt have seven? Or, Matt has six, I think. Let me look at the standings. Yeah, Matt's got six. Christian's got six. So, I mean, technically right now, how crazy is this? If the playoffs started today and we got three more weeks, right? 
almost a quarter of a season. We just finished the game last night. So with three to go, and this is the big time, right? The first three weeks and the last three weeks are all division games. This is when if it's close, like it is in every division, that this is the ones you are the must-wins. This is the focal point of the season. Uh, As of right now, in my division, NFL 2K22, Technically, I'm still in first. If you look on the, the app, it'll show Nick in first because he has more points. He has caught up to me and surpassed me um, in points. So he is first overall in points. Um, but that's just for the playoff tiebreaker. If it came down to me and him not winning the division, let's say hypothetically Elijah won. Remember, the wild card is where it ranks it. So for playoffs, it goes off of points. I can't have the app do both. So it's always been for division purposes, best division record right now. Um, or we're both tied two and one in division play, but I beat him heads up. So I would, I'm technically still in first. If the playoffs started today, my team in Austin would have the bye week, but on the app, it'll show Nick, but we still got plenty of time to sort that out. We still have three games, but how good has Nick's team been um, recently? I mean, just, he just keeps pouring on the points. It just keeps coming in that division right now. We have a three-way tie. Now, Brian's right back there. I can't see Brian, even if he wins out, right, then he beats all of us. The fact that Nick or myself is going to have to beat one of each other, I'm going to have to beat Elijah next week, or Elijah's going to beat me, that will rule out Brian from winning the division. Brian would need, I want, no, even if he got to three straight wins and got to seven and seven, and we tied, we would have less losses than him. So Brian can 100% not win the division. What he needed this week was, no, even with me getting seven wins. Possibly if he had Nick and Elijah lose, and then I could have just not won out, and Brian could have finished tie, right, because he would have won. The, there was a whole bunch of ifs, but it's officially over. Brian can still, right, right now he's the ninth seed. The eighth seed is Christian at six and five. So he's two back at Christian. He's got a very, very slim chance, right, as he's trying to keep that playoff streak alive. But he's got, I mean, it's so... I can't think of a team that has a worse uphill climb. He has to play Nick, myself, and Elijah. So he's got to play the number one scoring team in Nick, the number two scoring team in my team, and then he's got to play Elijah, who is ahead of him in points as well. And all of us are seven wins. So I don't see him winning all three of those games. It's possible, but not when he has already traded multiple talented guys. He still has some talent on there, right, to carry for next year. And he's got a lot of picks, so expect Brian to be back trying to win his second championship. So the defending champ might end up failing to make the playoffs. We've only had that, I think. Let's see. Did Austin make the playoffs last year? No, he didn't. So this will be back-to-back years. We've had that. It used to be the only guy who had ever done that was, I think, Matt. I, 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 Yeah, Matt, I think, failed to make it. Nick, I think, made it the year after. But Matt had done it, and then we just had – like I said, last year we had Austin, who barely missed out. You know, he was pretty close. Uh, had maybe if he didn't trade McCaffrey and Mahomes, he might have still made the playoffs, right? Maybe he pulled bailed too soon. Who knows? But the fact that the trade has been outstanding because he got Jonathan Taylor in the deal, and now look how good he's doing. So pay sometimes to bail out, build up for next year. And now I'm rambling. Let's get back to the divisions. So Brian's basically out of it. It's going to be such a dog race when you have a three-way tie. I mean, that's so good for division play. If you look at the other divisions, they're pretty much a two-horse race because Christian's three games back. If if he won all three, right, if he won all three, he could finish with nine wins. 
But do I really see a situation where Eric, who I think, let me check his schedule. I don't want to just talk without knowing. Yeah, he did beat Christian. He beat Christian and Austin. I knew he beat Austin, but he beat Christian. Do I think that Christian could overtake Eric, who is two games ahead of him, right? When Eric's just got to win one more and he's going to play Steve, that would at least get him to nine. So they everybody in that division has winnable games. Now we saw Steve two weeks ago get a win with 155. We could see we've seen Christian and Eric both score under that, even Austin earlier in the season. But Austin and Eric's teams are so on fire, even in the loss for Austin. Their teams are scoring so much that it's going to be hard to see them losing to Steve, who just scored 136 this week. Um, so it looks like in that division, it's a three possible playoff berth, but it's still Christian. It's really a two-team race right now. And if they can both keep it at that, right, we, we, we got to see they both have to take on Christian. Next week, Austin is going, he's got – He's got Christian. That's a big one. If he can get past Christian, then he's got a freebie. Remember, I don't mean any disrespect. I don't think it's a freebie, but you know what I'm saying, where you look at it and you go, okay, even Austin on a bad week usually outscores Steve's team, right? He beat Steve earlier in the season, but that game Steve technically almost won, and then everything went right. It doesn't matter. It's fantasy. So it's not like, oh, if this didn't happen, if this didn't ha everything happened. That was supposed to happen, and Austin's team did ended up winning that game. So we know Steve, that was when he had a full roster. We don't think he has the talent that he did to start the season. So we'll we'll see what goes on with there. But if he can get by Christian, now it's on Eric. Can Eric, because it just has to be within one game. Eric already, he has the upper hand in the fact that he just has to either be tie or one game back. And at this point, because he won, put the hurt down on my team, and just looked outstanding this week. And Austin's team lost in an incredibly tight and fun game. Well, fun for everyone, but Austin. Actually, no, Austin had a good time. But still, I can understand his frustration, especially at the end of the game there. I mean, how many times have we have all been on the other side, right? I've been on that where I'm like, okay, all right, you know what? It's, it's fourth down. It's fourth and three. They're going to punt it. You'll get some garbage time, fantasy points. Maybe Daniel Jones will go out there. Austin's thinking, all right, they stopped him. Third down, let's see them. Just maybe they'll punt it, short punt, go for a field goal, whatever. And maybe the Giants, you know Daniel Jones being Daniel Jones, will go out and get sacked or throw a pick like he just did the previous drive. Something where you're just like, what? That The odds of that are very, very high. I don't think the Giants are going to come out. Even if they took three straight knees, I wonder if that would even be enough points, right? Because they would be losing yards. I don't know. But Austin was begging for that. And it almost happened. And then they go for it on fourth down and Gabbert gets the first. I hate that. I had that happen before. Um, like I said, I can almost guess all of us had because you're like, dude, I'm so close. And that was it. If, if, I know if, if the Giants got the ball again, I almost am 99. If I had $100, I'd bet all of it that Daniel Jones would get either sacked, throw a pick, or fumble. I Just being how it is in that situation. You know, maybe if the game was tight or it was on the line, he still probably would. But at least the – you know, he would have might have played a little better. I think right here, I mean, he doesn't even throw the ball away half the time. He has the ability to or to dump it off to a running back, and he just stands there and tries to scramble, but he doesn't scramble to get away like Lamar Jackson. He scrambles into a pile of opposing teammates and then their team team members and then just gets sacked. So it's like I don't I don't know what goes on there. And I'm not, you know, obviously he's a thousand times better than me. I'm not an expert. I'm just saying I'm baffled. 
to see other guys who are getting paid the same money make great plays. And Daniel Jones at times just, yeah. So that happened, and that was very intense, nail-biter. As for now, Austin lost, and now his team is improper 12, you know, <laughs> with everything. And now if you if you monitor our league closely like I do, I notice this new emblem, and I'm like, who is that, Anakin Skywalker from, you know, Star Wars Episode Three? If you look at Eric's team, and then when you go, it's actually 11 from Stranger Things. And obviously – Genius move right there. He's going to keep Austin at 11 wins because he can no longer keep him just at 12. Uh, so great talk, Smack. I, it's building up the hype. It's building up the drama. It's almost like a big fight, right? It's going to be Fury Wilder, uh, number th- number four. This is a Koo Johnson, number two. Uh, so, the, the, yeah, that that's something that we're going to get excited to. I just hope they're within a game or tie because if they're within – if, if Eric's within a game and he wins – he will have a 2-0 sweep. It doesn't matter what the division record is. He has the tiebreaker. Austin's thinking, okay, if Austin's going to have to win, have Eric lose two times, right? I, he could lose to Steve. We always know anything can happen. Uh, injuries, bad game script, whatever it is. But he would need Eric to lose two times. And then Austin, you know, just win one, have a two-game lead. Or he would have to beat – it's going to come down and he's going to have to beat Eric. That's how huge this game was last night with the, the Giants and Bucks with the defense and going against Dino Dan. That's how big it was. It had so many ramifications. So, yeah, it's setting it up. you know. And like I said, I love drama. Part of me is disappointed. I wanted to see Austin get the 13 win, or at least get to that last game, right? You know, like with the Patriots. Um, does anyone remember the, the year they did that? I think I might have talked about it before. I don't know. So I always love to talk about that, the year that they got – to, to 16 and 0 and then got 17 and 0 after the bye week and then 18 and 0 and got to the Super Bowl. Remember that the last game of the season they played the Giants and it was a pretty big shootout and the Giants ended up losing. And everyone's like, "Ooh, that was a good game." I didn't think they would get to rematch in the Super Bowl. I thought for sure Green Bay would win. They had home field. They blew it against the Giants, but it was it was still a really good game. But I just remember Coughlin looked like he was about to die cuz his nose was frostbitten. Everything was red on him and it looked freezing there. But anyways, if you go further back, remember the game against the Ravens? I remember watching that. I, I could have swore it was Thursday night football. It could have been Sunday night, but I could have swore it was Thursday night football. And the Ravens were like, you know, let's say six and it was, it was like two or three games left in the season. They had maybe five wins. They were not playoff contenders. They still had uh, remnants of a really good roster that had gone to the Super Bowl and won it. So you still had talent there. And Ray Lewis was there. I believe Ed Reed was there. And they get down to fourth down. It's fourth down with the game on the line, like less than a minute to go. And in fourth down, New England, the Ray, that's what you want. You want Brady and that offense, right, with Moss and, and Edelman. I think it was Edelman. Was it Wes Welker? I can't remember which one, if one who was there. Uh, anyways, I think it was Wes Welker. Welker and Moss. Yeah, and then they went down there. And right as Brady hikes at fourth down, it's so loud and chaotic, you can't even hear the whistles. You see a ref out of the corner, the corner of the screen come running on as Brady hikes it. He drops back, he throws it, and it was uh, deflected. The Ravens deflected it. That was it. That was game. It was over. I remember seeing that, still being excited, thinking, okay, they got the playoff because I didn't hear a whistle. The crowd was nuts. And I guess they had ran out on the field because stupid – what's his name? Brian Billick had called a timeout at the last second. 
I don't know why. He probably thought he saw something and he said, hey, he wants to get his defense set. He had a great defense, but he was an offensive-minded coach. The play was called. He should have just let it go. But as a, I'm not a, a football head coach. I wouldn't know. But to me, I remember watching that thinking, you had it. They had it. It was over. They, it wasn't like like somebody, you know, how some of these plays where they blow a whistle and half the team's not even moving. And you're like, okay, just, no, no, no. The offensive line dropped back. The defense pass rush. Brady saw his man. It might have been Welker. He threw it. The ball got deflected. Every, when it happened, they thought it was over. You could see the Patriot players acting like, oh, my gosh, it, you know, we lost. That's game. Ravens started celebrating. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, they were going nuts. They started celebrating. And then you see the ref waving the thing saying timeout was called by Bella, uh, Bill Bellick, uh, uh, Brian Billick. And the, the, the looks on the faces of, like, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, man, they're, they're like, man, if I can get that guy in a dark alley for just two seconds right now, I would beat that man to a pulp. They were so furious because New England got the first down. New England scored and went on to win the game. And you're like – and it wasn't, it wasn't like bad calls by the ref. It wasn't, you know, oh, some controversy. The league wants Brady to win. It was none of that. It was the Ravens coach basically gave New England that's that fifth chance, right? That gave them that fifth down. It should not have happened. It is what it is, um, but they honestly should not have had a perfect regular season, even to that point. They did, though, because it's not, like I said, I'm not saying this is a, 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 a tuck rule with the Raiders or some controversy. They, it's not the Patriots' fault. It's not, you know, they, they did everything legal. They got the undefeated season. My point is, if the head coach wasn't such a buffoon and it just called timeout the last second, the the Ravens, they did what they had to do to win. So I felt for the players because I remember watching that, wanting the Ravens to win. I remember feeling bad, like, dude, they had it, you know, and then little did we know it would go on to build, make an even better Super Bowl. I still wonder, though, what had they lost? If they had lost, would New England have won that Super Bowl? Because you got to admit, man, the pressure does build up. The pressure would have to build up to where you're like, we are so close. And now everything is magnified. Every decision, every play, even as a player out there, when you're going out there and you're playing, it in the in between plays because once you're in gameplay you're just reacting you're reacting you're doing what you're, you thought you're not you're not thinking well oh, i don't want to mess this up but between plays and how close the game was you got to think they were feeling the, the tightness that maybe if they had lost a game like the bears did remember the 15 and one bears maybe they would have won a super bowl so anyways back to this yeah big win for dino um that's the madden 22 division it really is comes down to eric and austin and if one of them if long as no one messes up and they just steer the course right they can both they could both lose to Kruger or they could both win if if Eric loses then that would be it if Eric loses to Christian right and Austin beats Christian that would be a two-game lead Eric would have to have one of them or have have to have Austin lose to Steve for him to get a chance he's got to be within one game so it's still in his hands playing the right roster and his team's been looking great but for Austin yeah to fall to nine and two Man, still an incredible season. Still, He still has every opportunity to win when you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor. But as we go, let me go through that game real quick. And as we were talking last night when he was here, you got Russell Wilson, eight points. You got Joe Burrow, nine. I mean, I would have thought Burrow would have had 18 to 20 against the Raiders, especially when they put up so much. It was all Joe Mixon. Schultz, not bad. Keenan Allen, great, great play for him. See, here's Pittman, four points. That's what I thought you would see. I did think that, and I thought Taylor – would look more like maybe Najee Harris, 16 or less. I didn't see a big game from Taylor. And to go for 61, you know, this happened to Jacob week. Let me see, which was it? Week, let me find Aaron Jones, who's out, by the way. 
what was his big week? Week two, 42 points on that Monday night football game against Detroit. I remember happening it and talking with Jacob and how he was so disappointed because he lost the game because no one else on his team. I mean, Austin's team this week is not as bad. I remember go back to look at week two and look at Jacob's team, his roster. I don't think almost like 80% of his roster was in single digits. It's like everybody laid an egg and then Aaron Jones just goes off. And you're like, really? You hate that because you're like, man, I would have much rather have had that on a game where I was down by 20 or down by 25. And then on my last hope was on Monday night and Jones saves your butt. Those are the best games. Stressful to go through. But once you get to that point, you see, you feel that rhythm. It does feel much better. But Pittman, yeah, and Russell Wilson, that's what killed him. As we look at Dino's team, Nick Chubb, welcome back. You know, even though he can't keep them, these are the moves. Even if no matter what happens, you know, I was talking when we were talking last night, uh, it was as we were discussing it, I said, you know, I feel bad. I do. I do feel bad for people when they invest in our league. You know, it's just fantasy. It's all fun. But certain, I mean, honestly, what do we have that's competitive anymore as older gentlemen? You know, coaches, yes. Dino coaches, Austin coaches. I've coached, I coach baseball. I've coached basketball. You know, we, we get to that point as my main goal is, as whenever I coach, though, is to – I want the kids to, one, learn how to play, right? Not every kid is as good as the other. Some of them try harder. Some of them mentally are better than they are physically. They understand the game. My whole point as a coach is always I want the kids to learn how to play, whatever sport it is they're in, then learn how to do it on their own to where they know how to react. When the time comes, bam, they know what to do. You know, you've practiced it enough. You've played it enough. You know when this is when the time comes, you know what to do. And then the winning will take care of itself, right? Then it's it's if you execute it, if you do it at the winning, it's to me it's never just about the winning. That's that comes last. I know the kids want to win, and you know, hey, I I preach it. I do my best as a baseball coach. We've been in the championship three straight years. Now we didn't win them, but we still went to the championship three straight years. So I do enjoy it. I do push to win. And, you know, we've been like the best team three straight years in the regular season. We've dominated. We had one year almost undefeated. Another year we only had one loss. We were like 14 and one. So I really do push it, but it's more of a organic where they just, they just learn how to do it. Right. We struggle at the beginning. We still score a lot. And then they, they get better to where I'm not saying, Hey, plays at second. Hey, watch out here. I don't have to yell anything. I just sit back and watch them play and they just do it. And that's my favorite part. So anyways, back to this. My point was, what do we have that's really competitive other than video games? I don't know too many of us that are in, like Austin still does his, his disc, right? His disc golf. Um, it's not called something else. It is disc golf. I'm not even going to use the word. Uh, I was in a – the last time I was in a hockey league, Samuel was like two as a goalie. But then it was too risky for me to get injured. So I got out of that because if I get hurt, my wife not working, I can't, I can't afford to do that. So I don't really have anything. When, you know, a lot of us I'm speaking for, we probably don't have too many things and this is it. So when you get into fantasy, this is our chance to be competitive. So when we do go, even though there's no money involved, it's still pride. It's still, hey, I want that trophy. Who doesn't want that belt? You know, I still wanted to get it to Brian, but now the season's almost over. Mario, if you're still listening, you know, with your dream team, you're not really in contention. Um, But if you are listening, Mario, uh, you still, you know, I did want you to get that belt to Brian. So, but... Everyone wants that belt. It's so cool to have it, walk around with it, and know that, hey, you won it. You were the best team that year. And this isn't just some cheesy league. This is year 11. So, and and we've had some really – I mean, look at the teams the last few years that have just been dominating. 
and gone on to win the championship. So from Austin and O'Brien, and as we look at this, when I see a team like Dino, you know, we've had several guys, uh, Matt, right? Who, I mean, Nick's, I mean, we've all seen trades, but I really feel like with the trades Dino did, he still has talent because of the contract. That's one thing that allows him. But when you put so much and then in the end you don't win, it can feel deflating. Like, man, I, I put so much into it. This was the year. I thought this was the year. I really, really thought, you know, I did everything I could. What, you know, what does it take? What does it take? And honestly, it takes a lot of luck. <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of luck to, to where if you just get in, like Eric was saying, I just want at the draft, I just want to get in. You know, I just want to be part of the dance. I just want to get into that. And then we'll see what happens. You know, then is, do I have the Todd Gurley that year? Do I have the, whoever the hot guy, David Montgomery last year for Brian, do I have the guy, you know, and it, could it be Jonathan Taylor for Austin? So it's like, you want to have that hot Last year it was uh, Jacob. Of course, Jacob missed the playoffs. Had Jacob made the playoffs, I think he seriously would have probably won the championship. If he would have made the final, 100% would have made the championship, which probably even hurts more. Because anyone who had Alvin Kamara, unless your team just played like like Austin's team where everyone else didn't show up, he had, remember, he had six touchdowns championship week last year. So in, in any league I was in, the guy that had Alvin Kamara, a couple of them I knew, they were in the final. They won because of Alvin Kamara, even though they weren't the best team all year. So that's why it's like you just want to get into the playoffs. So I know the competitive edge. I know at times it can be tough when you build this team and you're like, man, this is year eight, you know, for me, this is year nine. I've come so close. I want that championship. So like I said, Dino, Eric, I'm hoping it's someone new, someone who's, who's been so close. Dino's really been close, but both of them have not been in the final. We need to try to get everyone we can in the final, uh, just so everyone knows what it's like to get there, win the championship. I can tell you losing it probably hurts the most getting there, you know, after that huge run. And then it just, you're like so close the last game of the season and your team just does not show up. That's gotta be one of the most frustrating things to do. Cause then, Hey, you got second place, but you don't get that belt. There's no belt for second place. All right. So Madden 22 division, it's really down to Austin and Eric. We'll see what happens next week. Division week is back up division. The next of three weeks, division week, let's get to tech mobile 22 dynamite with a big win two in a row as he is seven and four. Okay. Seven and four. He's at 1956. He is almost at 2000. Matt, who's right below him is at 2000. And then that is it. It's, it's Jacob and dream team. My question though, is can either of them muster up one big win, right? Jacob came so close this week and I was kind of hoping, Hey man, if he can pull a win over Nick, that would have really helped me in my my league. Now I'm going to have to beat Nick to win the division. If I want a bye week, I'm going to have to beat Nick. So, hey, beat Nick. You dang beat Nick. <laughs> Dumb joke. 193, what an outstanding game for Jacob. And this is this happens where you go, man, I everything went right for him, and it still ended in a loss. As he's got Connor, who's now traded. This was probably his last big run. Tooney, not bad, 11 points. but uh, And then Ayuk, really good game. Kittle. Cam Newton, Cowboys, I mean, everything really worked out well. It's just Nick had great quarterback depth. Remember when he made that trade back for Jalen Hurts? And we go, well, why would he need that? And then he made that trade for Brady. Now, if he had Cousins, I think Cousins could have played this week and still been outstanding. But it pays to have three, two really good quarterbacks and a third incredibly solid one. 
right? They don't all have to be all-stars. They don't have to be Kyler Murray and Keenan, or Keenan Allen, Josh Allen. But I know my team's hurting with, when you got Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. They're matchup dependent. But when you have guys like Brady, right, who even in a game where, like I said, the Giants' defense is pretty good, 29 points, Jalen Hurts, 32 points, and that's with Lamar Jackson going out from an illness. And Lamar Jackson's been outstanding. So, yeah, really, really smart move. Those are the moves. We've talked about several teams. You saw the five nominees for the Solomon Award. Really impressive moves for Nick. And as you look at his team, he had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back, 15 points. DJ Moore, 16 points. Jalen Waddell, 22 points. Mark Andrews, 16 points. Those guys, man, could have been, like I said, he could. Have, those guys are almost enough for a starting roster that would be playoff bound. Right? Let's say it's Lamar Jackson. You got Lamar Jackson, Damian Harris, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, Mark Andrews. That's your and then we're not counting defense or the other quarterback superflex. That that's a lineup that is playoff bound. You know, there they do have weeks where Waddle might disappear, DJ Moore might disappear. I mean, who doesn't have that? DK Metcalf has had combined for like fifteen points the last two weeks. That's pathetic. So even superstars, you get that. It it could happen. But yeah, I love Nick's his his if we did right now a playoff bench, right? Like uh, uh, just at the end of the each week, add up your bench guys, and that will count as a win. Nick would just dominate with wins. You know, Dino's pretty close, but yeah, I'm so impressed. Matt is pretty close too, but his is his is really outstanding. But even look at Jacobs, Claypool, Troutman, Ingram, all of them for 15, 14, 18. So you got to, yeah, you got to feel Jacob scored 193. What is that, the third highest of the week? Because who else? Nick had 215, Eric had 200, and Jacob had 193. So he's been the victim several times of playing the second or third highest guy in the season. Tough loss. But as we go in their division, uh, back to the division, can Jacob at 2-9 and nine muster up enough? Can Mario, right? I think Jacob can more than Mario. Even though if you look at points scored, Jacobs has had some really, really bad weeks. And so it looks misleading because he's below Mario. And you go, oh, well, Mario scores. But Mario at this point is running out Kenyon Drake, right? Brian, uh, Brian Edwards, who had zero points. Gasecki, who's still solid. Renfro had nine. It's like the rate, Daniel Jones only had 11. Mooney, once again, outstanding, 29 points. There's a piece that he might we might see under contract next year with the Bears. Uh, Freeman, great game. So he's he's piecing together stuff to try to be competitive. That's what I love about it. He has not mailed it in and just said, okay, I'm just going to put out any starting guy I have. He's actually finding guys off the free agent wire. He's actually finding guys trying to be competitive. And as we look at his team, 141, he would have beat me this week. I was the complete lowest in the entire league. So he's still doing enough to where if I had played Mario this week, I would have said on paper, oh, dude, he's 1 in 10. You know, I got Dak Prescott. I got Christian McCaffrey. I got Saquon Barkley. You know, I got Devontae Adams who had a great game. And I would have got smoked by, you know, double-digit points. So you, they, they do have enough talent to where Mario and Jacob, 193, could still be competitive. So I don't want to look at this division and just say, oh, count those both wins, right? Because Matt and Dino would have both lost to Jacob this week. So it is possible. I know he lost Connor in the deal. Didn't I think Dino traded for him, so that actually helps Dino. You might see, man, what depth. What it and that's the disappointing thing. I know I'm sorry I ramble, but as I see these moves and I see these rosters, 
you're like, only one can win. Now, if we have a tie, that's a question we've never thought, right? We've only, I think we only had two ties in league history. Almost had a third. I was almost involved in, in all of them. I was involved in the tie years ago, like in our first uh, two seasons. I think I had a tie with John. Then I almost had a tie with Nick, right? I won, I beat Nick by a point. Then the next day it was stat correction and we had a tie. For the next two days, it was a tie. Then it gave me the one point lead and I got the win again on Thursday or on Friday. Then Saturday, I woke up to a one point loss to Nick. I remember it was the craziest like week of points. I've never seen it. And that was, I think, I want to say NFL could have been ESPN, but I want to say NFL uh, fantasy app. Either way, it was crazy. You know, so we almost, that was an, almost another tie. It was a tie for two days. And then with Eric a couple of years back, uh, we had a tie. So, you know, I, I know what it's like to have the ties. So if, if it got down to the championship, what would we do with the tie? I don't think it's going to ever happen. But if you have an idea, what do you think? To me, if it comes down to a tie, I don't say we have to. I'm not one of those guys who say, well, we have to have a winner. It's not the all-star game. You know, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. But how are we going to decide a tie by saying, oh, well, whoever had the better record coming in? Well, then that's not, you know, that's almost like, I don't know. I don't like that. The record means nothing. What do we always hear? Oh, when you get to the playoffs, the regular season means nothing. You know, the play, that means nothing. All that matters now is winning this game. It's all about that week, that game. So I've never been a, a proponent of, oh, if you had the best record or, well, you scored the most points throughout the whole playoffs. Or I mean, you that I would give a little more uh, credence to. If it was whoever scored the most point, I hope that's the correct meaning of the word credence. I think it is. <laughs> Anyways, if you did score the most points, then in the playoffs, not in the regular season, right? Because it's all about the playoffs and the championship. I could see, okay, all right. You know, like last year, Christian, every round in the first round, in the second round, those first two rounds, he outscored Brian. And I, if you combined all the scores, he was, he was, even after the third week where in the championship week where Brian outscored him, Christian still uh, just dominated the entire playoffs. He was number one in points scored in the playoffs by a mile. His team was so good. And Brian's team was as well. That's why he won the championship. He did, he scored what he had to when he played his opponent. And he did beat Christian by, I think, over 10. So it's not like Brian's team got lucky. But I'm just saying the point was like, let's say it came down to a tie. Would it go to Christian then because he's been the most dominant? Or do we just say, okay, it's just, I know this is a big conversation about nothing that will probably ever happen. But if it was me, I would say it's just a tie. One guy gets the belt, one guy gets the trophy for three months, and then they trade for three months if they want. Or you decide whoever had scored the most points in the playoffs, he can decide if he wants the belt or the trophy. Because you I know we can't, you, people say you can't have two champions, but how are you going to decide it in fantasy? I don't want to be a coin toss. Would you really, honestly, you, I would rather have the tie and say, hey, I'm co-champion. I won the belt or I won the trophy and I got it right after this whole season of work and to get there and to finally be there. I'd rather have the tie, you know, like Bart does in the, the mini golf game against Ned Flanders' son, Todd, I think it is, Rod or Todd, one of them than to say, oh, no, 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 let's have a coin toss. And I, I, if I lose, if I lose it, I really lost everything I did for a coin toss or I won the championship on a coin toss. I'm not going to feel good. Like, I'm the champ. Why are you the champ? Because I called tails. I, that just sounds, I think that's just dumb. That's like something you decide if you said who's sitting in the front seat, 
you know, whoever gets a hundred percent on their spelling test. Oh, well, we both did. Well, let's toss a coin. Okay. Even that, that actually sucks if you think about it. All right. I am way off topic because we'll deal with that another day. Um, I don't even think that there's going to be a tie. Let's get back to things that are important. Oh, wait, let me check the time. Okay. 35 minutes. We're doing great. So dynamite and Matt, we talked about the scenario. I'm not going to break it all down again because we did that and no one wants to hear the same thing over and over again. I'm just going to say right now that it's going to probably come down to the last, last game. How perfect is it? Wait, do they play the last week? I thought they did. Yes. I mean, how perfect, how absolutely perfect this is that we got Austin and Eric facing the last week of the season. This wasn't planned. When I told you when I make the schedule, especially now with the, the extra game added in, it made it even easier. I didn't have to cut someone out, but with the, the, the schedule, I just take it off uh, online or in the sports magazine I have where it shows um, if you have a 10-team league, a 12-team league, a 14, all the way up to 20, and how to manage, you know, get with the divisions, if it's two-team division or three-team division or no division, and how to run the schedule. And, yeah, I just do it. I just I, I mark 1 through 12 and then 1 verse 2, 1 verse 8, and I just do it like that. And so it's it's I don't know who's playing who. Remember, like when we joke around like, oh, man, this guy's going to have a terrible bye week. You know, Christian's going to lose three guys this bye week. And everyone's like, oh, well, I'm, I want to play him that week. I have no clue. I just mark the, the teams and I just make it. And it just happens to fall in those weeks. So that said, for this to happen, where Eric and Austin who are fighting for the division, and it's going to be so good, play each other the last week of the season, right? That's like a playoff game. That is a playoff game. Now, obviously, they're both going to – well, I don't want to say obviously – but odds are they're both going to be in. But if you're going to be in, do you want the bye week? Of course. Nobody wants that first round. Nobody wants to play that first round and get upset. You know, you could be the second best team, right? Right now it shows, as we look through this, if we go through the overall, it shows Eric as the second best team. He's 8-3. and three. That's the second best record. We've had this where the two best teams were in one division and one plays the first round, or one gets a bye week, and the other one has to play the first round. So very, very important game right there coming down to it. And the fact that Dynamite and Matt playing for the draft, who's actually not playing for the draft, uh, has is going to maybe, maybe be playing each other. They do play the last game, but might have the division. Remember what I said. Matt, as we go back from the early on, uh, Matt beat Dino. So Matt's going, hey, I just got to be within a game, right? He's a game back. It doesn't matter. Matt just goes, hey, I just control my own destiny. Win my next two games, and I take on Dino, right? Win, beat two teams who combine for three wins, and I'm going to take on Dino for the right to win that division. Maybe, maybe get a, a bye, right? Because he's, he's, he's not going to overtake, most likely take Austin or Eric, one of them that win that division. He could overtake Nick, myself, or Elijah as we have to battle each other. If one of us, if Nick wins all three, then yeah, Nick's getting the bye. But if if one of us, you know, like I said, we can all beat each other up to where we just basically now knocked ourselves, our division, out of the bye week. And it's going to go to Dino or it could possibly go to Matt, whoever wins that. So there's so much on the line. Seeing Dino against Matt the last week, that is so perfect how it planned out. Now, the only other thing was in our division, I'm not – Right now, based on points, you know, the tiebreaker with division, because uh, it, it, the way it shapes up, it would be better if I had played Nick the last game of the season, right? Because 
when it comes to that for the for the division, but it doesn't doesn't shape out that way. Uh, I get to play Elijah this week, Thanksgiving week, so which is good. So then I get to talk crap hopefully on Thanksgiving as uh, Dak Prescott lights up the Raiders, and hopefully Alvin Kamara plays. So help me, last year in my dynasty league I had Swift. I waited all year, right, for DeAndre Swift to. He had a couple big out big games. He broke out against the Jags, lit them up, and the next week he was going to take on or in two weeks he was going to take on someone on Thanksgiving. So I was like, all right, I'm doing a, the turkey run, and then I'm going to get to see DeAndre Swift destroy um, whoever he is, have a big fantasy day. You know, he's he had his breakout game. This is it. And then the guy gets a concussion in practice, and he did not play. And, it, oh, my gosh, so frustrating because I'm one of those guys. I can't speak for everyone. I don't know if you guys are too, but I love having the guys, one of my guys on primetime, who's not just a crappy guy but like a big name, you know, big weapon. And Swift is one of the Lions' best weapons, him and Hawkinson. And this year, when I got Kamara, I was like, okay, I know the Saints play on Thanksgiving. I want to see Kamara play. I do not want to have Mark Ingram. And, and once again, you know, I got no Derrick Henry. I didn't get to see him play the Rams on Sunday night. He got hurt the week before. Kamara's been out two weeks. This is frustrating. I want to see him play Thanksgiving. I got Dak playing. I don't have any Lions, thank God. So, yeah, I'm hoping that, and I can get a big win against Elijah uh, to set up the week before the last game where I will play Nick. Nick plays Brian this coming week. That'll be a good one, but we'll see what Brian can do. We did just see him beat Matt. You know, could he actually go out and be like, uh, who else did that? I think Austin did that. Yeah, Austin did that. Christian did that where he beat both Rotherhams. So we'll see if uh, Brian can try to beat a Rotherhams back-to-back weeks. That's a big task, you know, to the number two and three, actually number two or number three and number one. Now Nick's now number one scoring team in the league to knock them out would be a huge task uh, and possibly trying to save his playoff hopes. But yeah, the winner between me and Elijah is going to have a huge upper hand. If Elijah wins, he's, he's got the tiebreaker. I'm probably not winning that division. There's almost no chance unless Nick beats him the last game or the, the following week, he loses, he'd have to lose to Brian, and then Nick beat him the last game because I would Elijah would have swept me. So the, he beat me week one. Um, so there's no way that I could overtake him. I'd have to have a one-game lead. So this is a big one. The winner between me and Elijah has a real shot at trying to win that division and a possible bye week uh, as they will take on Nick. I take on Nick the following week while Elijah um, would pl- will play Nick the last week. So if we want drama... You really want Elijah, or you, you don't specifically, but if we like drama, we really want to see Nick and Elijah battle for that division. Maybe both suffering, maybe both going two and one down the stretch, and the winner will see if they can overtake Tecmo Bowl 22. I mean, yeah, there's so much good side stories. I love the drama. The playoffs, I can't even imagine as we look through the playoffs, as we look, if it started today, you would have myself and Austin in the in the bye week. You would have Nick against Eric. I mean, really, the two teams both just dropped 200. And you wanted, this is when you want to get hot. I usually like to get, you know, I mean, you can't control it, but you feel better about your team if you get start dropping 190, 180, 200 uh, when it's getting towards the end of the season. And that's where we're at. And Nick and Eric and Austin and Dino, their teams are looking outstanding. Dino would play Elijah. I mean, how's that for being the three seed? How's that, Dino, for winning your division? You know, if, if it's ended today and you're like, all right, I won my division. I get to take on Elijah. 
And as, as we look, like I said, if you look at the standings, Elijah scored 1,800 points. He's behind Dino. But did we not just see Elijah have a really big week? 179, yeah. He would have he would have beat Dino by two. And Elijah's had 200-point games a couple times. So, man, so, yeah, I'm not going to – he beat Steve. Uh, let's see. Brian's won three straight. He's got now the longest winning streak in the league. I mean, you went from a couple guys that had won three or four, including Austin, who had won seven. Now, Brian, the guy who's four and seven, has won three straight, doing everything he can to disrupt the league. Big win over Matt. Nick, gigantic win, 215 to 193 over Jacob. I really thought Jacob had a shot. If Tooney could have had a better game, maybe got a touchdown, the Giants' offense could have got some kind of rhythm going. I think that would have been much better chance for him. Christian was actually losing against Mario, and it looked like he was going to lose. At one point, I know, like, late Sunday, the early games, he was, you know, looked like a 15% chance to win. It was real low, and then everything else just kicked in, especially Austin Eckler, who just destroyed the Steelers on that game. We talked about Dino in that two-point win. We'll see if it holds. And then Eric with a huge, monstrous game. It was so nice to see. That's the game I had on my phone when I was there. For a while, it was Adams and Jefferson going back and forth, back and forth. They combined for 15 catches over 300, almost 300 yards and four touchdowns for over basically 80 fantasy points, almost 80 fantasy points. That was so good. That was the only real bright spot for me. I mean, McCaffrey did his thing. McCaffrey getting 25 points, and he didn't even break 100 yards in any category. Yeah, I mean, Gaskins, solid game. Aaron Rod. the difference was the quarterback play. Because if you look at uh, my running backs, they combined for only 36, while his had uh, 26, right? So I only got beat him by 10. He didn't, looks like, looks like Barkley didn't do as much. I really, like I said, if Kamara played, right, if you put, take Rashad Penny, man, that Rashad Penny, I could go nuts with that. He injures his hamstring. I mean, the guy... They hyped him up all week. This is the best week they've ever had of practice with him. And he's when Carson and him played together before he tore his ACL a few years back, he was looking like the next big thing. Him and Carson were just destroying the league uh, for a couple, only a couple games, but still, he looked good. Gets out, comes back, 100%, best practice. He takes the lead, handoff, has a big run, and then after that uh, does one carry the rest of the game. And I'm just sitting there watching some of that game going, what's going on? And he hurt his hamstring. It's like, dude – you are a injure. You just injured yourself out of the league. There is no. You can't have a great week of practice and get all hyped up, and then once again get hurt as soon as you come back. There's no hope for that. I mean, he's going to get paid. He's going to try. I don't think he's going to be on this, the team after this year. Why on earth would you want a guy who every time he comes back and get goes out terrible? So let's say I have Alvin Kamara there. Even if Kamara matched Ingram and went for twenty, I'm still losing this game easily. I didn't even break 150. I really was hoping this was a game where it was like 210 to 200, right? Because I want to maintain that president's trophy lead. I wanted to get the big points, and I didn't. My team has been terrible, terrible the last few weeks. Well, Eric's team looks outstanding. Two in a row. He's eight and three. I mean, you've got to get Aaron Rodgers, a gigantic game. He needed that because Rodgers has been playing so bad. Tyree Kill, I love it. He continues to put up consistent numbers. That's all. If I'm Eric and I'm looking at my roster – just give me the consistent numbers. Of course, you want the big 45, 60-point game. But in the end, do you? would you prefer – I'm just saying if, if I had a, a question, right, and I said, would you want Tyreek Hill to go for 50 
and then follow that up with five, right? Right. You can't pull them out. You got to leave them and set them. You can't go, Oh, well, every other week I'll pull them out. You get them for 50, then five, then the next week, 40, then seven, then the next week, you know, 38, then eight. Would you rather have that or just going, Hey, uh, 22, 27, 38, you know, 11, where you're going to still get occasionally the bad one, but for the most part, consistent numbers, I'll take the consistent numbers. Because unless you have a just god awful team and you just need, you know, one big week once in a while and you're going to finish like Jeff Fisher, seven and seven, then that's fine. Go for that. But to me, I want the guy who's going to give me the consistency. And Hill has done that now. He's been outstanding. He plays better. He plays great even when Mahomes doesn't. Pitts, man, so disappointing on that Thursday night game. We already talked about that. I'm not going to get it. Higgins, Tannehill, great game. Niners defense, outstanding. I actually thought the Niners might let this one slide. I thought they might have not been, you know, they just had a big butt kick into the Rams. So you're thinking they're going to travel. It's an early game. The Jaguars had played really well at home defensively. If you look at some of the teams, look what they did to Buffalo. And then they go out and the Niners just destroy them on that 20 play drive. I'm glad they went for the three points because that could be demoralizing. If you go on a 20 play drive and you get nothing as a result, but I hate those long drives. It kills for fantasy. You're like, I want to see some, you know, unless you got, even if you have the Niner players, they're not getting a lot. It's a few yards here and there. So tough situation. Neither of our defensive players played outstanding. But for me to see Matt Ryan and Dak Prescott combine for less than 12 points, I mean, it's there's no confidence. You know, it's like I, I don't think the Chiefs are that outstanding to see the Cowboys. I know he's had these games, but they're usually at Philly, right? Or at the Giants on a primetime game when it just seems like nothing's going right. But to be at Kansas City on an afternoon game, very disappointing to see how well he did against New England. I know C.D. Lamb went out. I know Cooper's not there, but they still have enough talent to where he should be doing way better than 216 yards and two interceptions with a fumble. I mean, I thought against Kansas City, he was going to drop 25 for me. Something where you could have maybe even 30, something to where I could have had some kind of 150, 160, some kind of decent point score. But him and Matt Ryan, El Stinko, big joke for me. So those are the games. Those are the wins. The ramifications are huge. Brian has the longest winning streak. We'll see. I'm not going to get into previews. I got to work on the video. I will do a podcast tomorrow night or technically tonight as you're listening. I will do a podcast as we'll break down some of the games uh, as we have big games. I'm not even going to mention what they are. I'll save it all for the next podcast. I will also work with the video to try to get that up as soon as I can before Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Yeah, there's some huge matchups, dude, and gigantic, gigantic ramifications. I, but I'm trying to see, do I see an upset? I, I got to talk about this real quick. Let me see. Does he have anyone on a buy? I don't see anyone on a buy. Wow. I, this can't be right with Sleeper. They have Steve projected to win 168 to 165 over Eric. I cannot see that happening looking at it. Now, the only possible way, I'm not going to break into it too much, is if Zeke does not play and Tony or Tony Pollard gets most of the work, he might destroy the Raiders. I could see that. I could see Thielen. CeeDee Lamb has to be back. I don't think Lamb's going to play. Yeah, I just I just don't see. Justin Fields isn't going to play. So I don't know. I don't know how he's going to – is he going to pop Tyra Taylor? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. that. I mean, there's a few games, like I said, where Brian has a possibility to beat Nick. He's barely, he's barely an underdog to him. It shows Jacob beating Matt. 
but Dino and Austin both look like they're going to win. So a lot more to talk to or talk to talk about. Hey, 50 minutes, 52 minutes, actually have a great Tuesday. Be safe. Um, I will continue to try to do this podcast where I have some kind of energy. Um, I was walking around most of this podcast because I just sat down the last few minutes and now I'm getting tired. So I need to do the walk around when I do it late. Uh, but let's see any other news, fantasy news, trade deadline came and passed. It's over. I actually thought too, at the last second, you know, I, I, I thought maybe I'll make a move to get Trevor Lawrence off Brian. And then the trade deadline already passed unable to do it. I don't know what I would had to give up. If Brian, he, Brian might say, no, I'm keeping him any, anyways. I'm not giving up too many draft picks. I don't I, they're mostly gone and I don't have too many players. He's going to want that he can keep anyone he can. I'm not going to, yeah. So I doubt it would have happened, but that was one I tried to kick the tires at and just to see maybe something will happen. But yeah, trade deadlines coming past. We'll see what happens. So many good games. This was a week of a couple exciting games and then some major butt whoopings and some surprises. Some major surprise. To see Brian beat Matt was a big surprise. Jacob almost pulled off the upset at Nick. It wasn't that I lost. It was that I just got hammered. And I was telling Austin, these are the best weeks. I have no regret. There's nothing I could have done. No one I could have played. There's no move I could have made. Eric's team just lit me up, and those are the best losses. They don't bug me. Losing like I lost to Steve last week, those are the worst. Because you're like, I lost 145 to 155. Had I played the Steelers defense over the – who did I play? I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. But I played – oh, the Cardinals, right? They're, they were going to host P.J. Walker, and the Cardinals just have destroyed teams. Cardinals are number two defense in football, fantasy football, two, uh, a, week, two, a week ago. And they're going to destroy P.J. Walker. Cam Newton's not going to play. And they just light up the Cardinals. And that destroy, had I played the Steelers, I win that game. You know, those are the games that you hate. You're like, because I, I had the Steelers the first three days of the week. And I was like, oh, they're going to play the Lions. They'll kill Goff. And then the Lions actually played pretty well. But the Steelers got enough to where I would have won. So that game will come back. If I end up not winning the division or make missing the bye week that and I lose out in the playoffs the first round, that will come back to haunt me. Those are the ones that stay with you, not the ones where you get your face pounded in. Because it didn't matter what I did, I got my butt kicked. So I can't think of anything else fantasy-wise. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy it. Um, get ready for Thanksgiving. If you are local, this this section of the podcast is brought to you by Dino Dan smoking ribs, smoking everything. You got to get his turkey. Oh my gosh. The turkey breast slices were so good. Now, Eric, I know you're coming for Thanksgiving. I did get you guys a drumstick. It's like the big, you know, the big turkey drumstick legs like you see at Disneyland. I did get you one of those. You and Rachel can probably share it. Odds are you'll probably eat most of it anyways. But I did order one of those. I got you covered. So I got that for you, Eric, for Thanksgiving. Um, but if you anyone who's local, I know Brian and Matt and Steve, you guys can't. Steve doesn't listen. But anyone else, get dinos. If you have an opportunity, order it now. It is so good. The turkey was so good. The sauce, it's not a thick gravy. It's like just the juice. And he kind of puts it to where it's like a, a runny gravy. It is, oh my gosh. I, me and Cindy drank some of it. It was so good. We drank it. It's not the best for you because it's got butter and all this stuff. But man, it was so good. So definitely recommend getting uh, any kind of turkey, anything off Dino. If it's just a little for yourself or for family, uh, whatever it is, we did order some. So I recommend it. So that's about all I can think of. Everyone else, great victories. For the guys who lost, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling your pain. But there's always a chance, man, we could turn it around.
Have a great day. Be safe. Talk to you later. Peace.